Time for seafood news. Hello, seafood world. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor, Amanda Buckle. And I'm seafood market reporter, Lauren Castiglione. Erna Berry is headed to Brussels for Seafood Expo Global, the world's largest seafood trade fair taking place from May 7th to the 9th. Visit us at booth 6-842 to buy posters and books. Plus, catch some demos of Erna Berry's Comtel and Foreign Trade Data Services. Thanks, Lauren. And by us, she means me. (laughs) Visit me, because I'm going to be going, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Way to rub it in. First Vegas and then Brussels. (laughs) Vegas, yes. Vegas was great. You could have changed. I will trade spots with you with Vegas. But um, no, no, no. No, no, no. Vegas was actually, no, Vegas was awesome. So so for all our listeners who uh, don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't know, because I think we talked about it last week, too. Um, But Erner Berry throws... uh, their annual executive conference in Vegas. And so we just got back from it and it was a fantastic show. It took place at the Bellagio and we just had so many great speakers. Um, Our keynote speaker was Rob Lynch um, of Arby's and we had Michael Sansolo and um, Damien Mason. And and I got to really, um, I was mainly focused on the seafood side of things because we held our seafood import workshop there. So uh, we got you know, some reps from the FDA and customs and yeah, Noah. That's priceless. When do you get all of those people in front of you, you at one time? You don't. Yeah. You don't. So, um, you know, keep an eye on. I don't know when we'll have our next one, but uh, it's it's definitely a, a fantastic event. And I think everyone was extremely happy. Yeah. You know, but I mean, the weather didn't really cooperate, but we had like... I mean, who goes crazy. outside when you're in Vegas anyway? I didn't go outside for days. Right? And I, when I finally emerged, I'm like... <gasps> I'm like... <laughs> my eyes! Yeah, my I'm eyes. like, air? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Anyway, but um, getting to the news and, and speaking of Brussels, I mean, we were just talking about Vegas, but we were talking about Brussels before and how jealous Lauren was of mm-hmm. me. Um, <laughs> seafood News publisher John Saxon reports that there's a lot of turmoil in the cold water prawn market prior to the Brussels Seafood Show. As demand seems to be stronger at the moment, but it is unclear whether the strength will last. Ooh. So Norway is beginning to see landings from the Barents Sea and export volumes of cooked and peeled shrimp from Norway are about 40% higher for the first three months of this year than last year. However, current prices for cooked and peeled are about 11% lower than the full year average of 2018. uh, The Norwegians also report that some volumes from Russia, uh, twice frozen industrial shrimp, are being offered on the market. Also, Icelandic double frozen shipments to the UK ticked up in value about 10 pence in March for the first time in many months. In Canada, Quebec has seen the most dramatic price movements. Last year, their average price was around $1.35 Canadian for the boats landing shrimp for the processing. This year, it has jumped to nearly $1.90, higher than prices in Newfoundland. And the reason is partly due to significant decline in shrimp availability for the plants in Quebec and the determination by some companies to bid up prices in an effort to secure market share in the face of reduced supply. So the final Quebec prices had not yet been set with an arbitration panel meeting this week, or sorry, last week, but um, packers have offered the same price structure as last year. The Newfoundland shrimp prices were decided by negotiation this year and did not go to the price panel. Shrimp of 4 to 5 grams, making 250 to 350 cooked and peeled, was reported as priced about $1.78 Canadian, which is slightly higher than prices in Area 4R on the West Coast. This is likely the first time in many years that Quebec shrimp prices have been higher than those in Newfoundland. On the West Coast, most boats remain on strike, having failed uh, to agree with Oregon processors on a shrimp price. 
The harvesters want a price at least equal to last year, which averaged about 72 cents from May through June, but rose to 87 cents uh, by September to October when landings slowed down. In April of 2018, the shrimp price at the dock averaged 69 cents. However, there are some boats from Washington State and Northern Oregon that are fishing despite the strike and are accepting a price as of much um, of 20% less than 2018. Reports are that there are some boats that are accepting 52 cent price, which would be about 25% below April of 2018. Moving along, chugga 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 chugga. <laughs> choo choo. There we go. <laughs> the, Come uh, on, ride the train. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I like. I didn't I get to play it. in Vegas. I need to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> fun and the news. <laughs> but uh, the Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers announced that they are partnering with Oregon-based seafood company Fish People to promote their new meal kits featuring wild Alaska pollock. And Fish People debuted uh, their three new flavors of their wildly delicious seafood kits. Wildly delicious. Wildly. Um, at Seafood Expo North America in Boston this past March. So the kits include um, a wild Alaska pollock with street taco crunch. Ooh. Yum. And wild Alaska pollock with shrimp scampi crunch. Mm. I like a good crunch. Yeah. I'm a big crunch fan. Um, but each kit includes two wild sustainably caught fish fillets, a chef-crafted uh, topper, Moisture lock foil for easy prep and step-by-step cooking instructions. Can't beat that. So it's a good meal kit. Yeah. The organization announced a partnership with Trident to aid in bringing the company's new protein noodles uh, to consumers at club stores in the Bay Area and the East Coast. Last month, the association announced a partnership with celebrity food influencer and chef Anthony Porowski. Are you familiar with him? I am not. So Porowski, uh, if I'm saying his name correctly, which I'm probably not because I never say anything correctly, um, is best known for his role as a food and wine expert on the Netflix series Queer Eye. Oh, the new one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. I, I have caught an episode, so I know who you're talking about now. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So he's going to be working alongside um, the Genuine Alaska Pollock producers to create new recipes and buzz for Wild Alaska that's Pollock. Awesome. I think that's really neat. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Will do. Um, And just to give you a little insight into the Pollock market, February imports for twice-frozen Alaska Pollock processed in China fell 25%, totaling a little over 3.2 million pounds. This is just shy of a 60% increase from February 2018. And on a year-to-date basis, 2019 is 73.4% ahead of the first two-month total of 2018. Stay tuned for March imports, which will be released May 9th. Ooh, exciting. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, thanks, Lauren. In other news, I am obsessed with these new seaweed pouches that replace plastic bottles at the London Marathon. Yes. So the London Marathon uh, took place on April 28th with over 31,000 people participating. Good for all you runners. Uh, and in the past, the grounds used to be littered with plastic water bottles. However, at mile 23, runners were handed edible pods filled with a sport drink made from seaweed extract. Now, before we go any further, these yes. things kind of remind me of like the Tide Pods. Oh, what you're like, you know, know. don't do not eat yeah, those. Yeah, don't eat. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I wonder, like, I'm always, like, really careful. Like, I feel like they are pretty sturdy, but I'm always, like, very delicate with my right, Tide yes. Pods. I don't, like, you know, you don't squeeze around. Like, I wonder <laughs> how, you know. You probably like, have to, like, bite a little bit. Yeah, so actually, okay, so I'll, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll continue. We'll get into that in a, in a minute. <laughs> okay. But um, I think, yeah, I think it's neat, but that's what I immediately thought of. Um, but uh, so they're, and once again, I do not say anything correctly. So, mm-hmm. oh, who, oh, ho. 
Okay, people don't know where you're going, so you can get there quickly. <laughs> so it's called O-O-H-O seaweed capsules. So ooh, ooh, oh. <laughs> I feel like that was just like a five-minute segment of you going, ooh, <laughs> Anyway, if anyone knows how to pronounce these, let us know. I couldn't find a video or anything online to say it. So O-O-H-O seaweed capsules, that's what they're called. Um, but they're made by a London-based startup company called Skipping Rocks Lab. And the lab removed all the, you know, the green and smelly stuff that usually is associated with seaweed and they created these biodegradable pods so they were designed with runners and musical festival uh, music festival goers in mind um but the london marathon was actually the first time they were used you know at an actual marathon That's so cool yeah so runners this is this is what I was gonna okay ask. here so we go runners were able to nip the corner and suck out the liquid and then toss the pod which is biodegradable within six weeks um so which is cool because like you're saying like you just toss a water bottle when you're done it's like that's not disappearing you know someone's got to clean that up um so you know these if you just toss it if you just suck out the liquid and toss it it it, you know disappears within six weeks um or you place them in your mouth and you bite down like a cherry tomato i wonder if the streets are really slippery until they biodegrade Ooh, that's another good question right (laughs) it's like banana peels just everyone just Uh, but the London Marathon reportedly was able to reduce the number of plastic bottles used by more than 215,000 compared to last year. These seaweed pods certainly helped, but the marathoner, uh, marathon organizers also cut the number of drinking stations from 26 to 19. I also feel it's kind of cruel. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like parched just thinking about right? it. Right? <laughs> but uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, does anybody care? I've never run, ran a marathon. I don't, I'm not a not runner. Not a full. I've done halves before. Yeah, I can barely walk. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like wheezing. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool. And I'd like to, I mean, like I would use them for a, a music festival. Once again, like how do you store it? Right. You know, but. Yeah, I, that, do they like. Like, if they're in extreme temperatures, do they melt together? Yeah, because you don't you have to worry about that. Oh, yeah, you can't get them I wonder wet. I how big because, they were, like. Uh, yeah, I'll have, we'll have to Were they, like, the size online. of a Tide Pod? Yeah, they looked about that. Because mm-hmm. it still has to be easily to pop in your mouth, right. you know? But the other thing is, like, you know, like, um, even, like, with the, the dish pods for your your uh, dishwasher. Yeah. You know, like, you can't get them wet, otherwise they start, right. exactly. you know. exactly. That's what, exactly I what I'm thinking of, like, the same, that outside coating. yeah. But it's got to be a little bit different. Yeah. But I would even use them for like the, I mean, you need more liquid for the beach. Yeah. But, you know, just something easy to pack and just yeah, shopping. I hate carrying around a water bottle, honestly. It's even like, you know, I'm trying to use the reusable water bottles. Right. But sometimes then, like, I like plastic ones because I'm like, I can just toss it when I'm done. Recycle it. Recycle. Or toss it when I'm done. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I don't want to carry it. So, like, it would be cool to just shove this little pod in your purse yeah. and then just be like, I'm thirsty and pop it in. And then eat the seaweed instead of. Yeah. Yeah, so throwing up. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, oh, so take well, us home. <laughs> I'll, I'll end this here. <laughs> Finally, in our final story of the day, the Maine Lobster Marketing Collaborative has appointed Marianne Lacroix as their new executive director. Lacroix has been serving as the interim director for MLMC since Matt Jacobson stepped down from the position in February. So, prior to serving as interim director, Lacroix was the head of marketing for the organization. Congrats to Marianne. Exactly. Nice. And that about does it for us today. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for listening, and we actually won't see you back here. Was next that towards week. me or towards everybody? It was for everybody. Oh, wait, what did I say again? You were like, "You're welcome." You're welcome. Just I feel like it's been a weird episode. <laughs> it has been. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. Okay. And cut. <laughs> okay, but seriously, but I'm gonna be in Brussels next week. So unless Lauren, come say hi. Well, yes, come say hi, but we're not gonna have a, a podcast next week. So. 
Because Amanda doesn't think I could do it by myself. I, I don't think you can handle it. I don't think <laughs> I you can. I can. You know, talk by yourself. You need me. I you do. need the chaos. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so just listen to this podcast episode again next week if you're really, uh, you know, need to listen to us. So anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>